This is the end. Donnie boy. So here's what I've been thinking. Maybe people are happy that Donnie T got indicted like a ham Sammy. And maybe you can't wait to see that mugshot, to see a perp walk outside a Manhattan courthouse. Because let's be honest, it's all been leading here, right? This weekend, Trump supporters gathering around his Florida golf course, showing their backing of the former president who left on Saturday without taking questions about the indictment. This as he prepares to fly on Monday evening to New York City, where he will stay overnight at his old residence in Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue. By Tuesday, he will take his motorcade four miles south downtown to the criminal courthouse for his official arraignment. He will be fingerprinted, but whether he takes a mugshot is yet to be determined. There are at least 30 counts related to document fraud, but the specific charges are still secret until Tuesday when the indictment is unsealed. At first, you want to clap, maybe cry, maybe laugh, maybe yell. But surprisingly, my personal thoughts are much more layered. As I feel a sense of doom again, I can't put my finger on it. But this sense of doom is that for weeks I've been struggling to find inspiration to record again, to write something, because if we're honest, prior to the news of the pending indictment, it seemed like our buddy was being pushed to the fringes. He was pontificating on Truth Social, talking to crowds in Waco, Texas, the home of Davy Koresh. I mean, Waco, Texas. Now... The news cycle. The cable news vultures are back. And boy, oh boy, are they feasting. This weekend, Trump will hold a rally in Waco, Texas on the 30th anniversary of the siege of the Branch Davidian compound. Well, again, a president is supposed to de-escalate. Mm-hmm. And what happened in Waco is so, mm-hmm. is so upsetting. And there's probably mm-hmm. so many people yep. whose daughter or grandkids. Yep. Yeah, was perished in that thing. Mm -hmm. And then you have a guy coming down there to remind you of it for his own political purposes. A very anti-government protest, by the way, but go ahead. What was happening in Waco? You know, I mean, it was like sort of this idea of the government coming in and taking our guns. It was a a version of that. God, I forgot about just how horrible that was. And that trigger, that that feeling of this is, this is, there's no good from this. Our emotions that are part of the fabric that is Donald Trump over and over. Over and over. It is. And, and it's, and it, just, it, it's been ongoing. This kind of what happened at Waco has been ongoing. Like these are very dark parts of the U.S. psyche. And he keeps like poking it and sh- like unearthing it over and over again. It doesn't mean you, we shouldn't look at it and discuss it and everything else. But it's really, um, you know, just in order to get out of like in order to get out of this Stormy Daniels case, which was about a porn star, right? That's really, you know, it's just the the way he pokes at the darkest parts of our psyche is really fucked up on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Is this possible? Is this real? A former president of the United States is indicted for crimes and his polling numbers are going up. I read in Politico that he has a major lead over DeSantis and I haven't heard one Republican come out and clap their hands, give an attaboy or simply decide that maybe just maybe This is a good time to pounce, hit Donnie when he's down. And last night, as I scrolled Twitter to get a read on the temperature in the room, I came across a few messages. 
they surprised me. Ron DeSantis, he chimed in. And here's what Ronnie said. And I quote, The weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It is un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan District Attorney has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse criminal misconduct. Yet, now he is stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with the Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. Okay, Ron, kudos to you, but let me get this straight. Donnie has already started to attack you, and he's going to be running against you in a presidential primary. And the political calculus here? I understand. I really do. You can't upset the base. But my man, why not use this as an opportunity to go on the offense? To maybe make a statement to the effect of, maybe it's time Donnie goes off into the sunset, lays low in Palm Beach, and... Fuck, just leaves us alone. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in Pennsylvania today. He delivered a speech at the state's GOP leadership conference happening just across the river from the capital of Harrisburg. And now you have this Manhattan district attorney. So now he turns around purely for political purposes and indicts a former president on misdemeanor offenses that they're straining to try to convert into felonies. That is when you know that the law has been weaponized for political purposes. That is when you know that the left is using that to target their political opponents. And I can tell you this, uh, these Soros-backed DAs, they are a menace to society. They are a menace to the rule of law. In a statement by DeSantis, he mentions George Soros twice. And again, This is a Republican talking point that they like to use, as Soros has funded progressive state attorneys in Chicago, San Francisco, and New York, all cities with rising crime. I'm not 100% sure that Alvin Bragg took money from Soros, but I'll look into it for you. Now, this coming week, Trump will be arraigned, fingerprinted, and charged. Watching CNN and Hearing the ex-NYPD head of counterterrorism John Miller talk, who knows his stuff, he says that this is going to be a 34-count indictment. Is that possible? Is there an ace in the hole here as it relates to what Alvin is going to charge Trump with? Let's hope so. We are told that the indictment has roughly 30 counts related to document fraud, which, as we have reported and other outlets have reported, primarily relate to this issue of falsifying business records. So let's talk about the obvious here. And that boils down to the nut jobs. You know, the Capitol bum rusher types, the militias, the guys who went to a Trump rally in Waco, Texas, the camp who fucking voted for Marjorie Taylor Greene. And by the way, I think I might be tripping on acid as I saw on 60 Minutes last night that... Leslie Stahl was interviewing Marjorie Taylor Greene on 60 Minutes. I mean, really, Leslie? It might be time to fucking drink some Geritol and head to Boca. If you feel the need to give this woman a platform on 60 Minutes to legitimize her. Who made that decision over at CBS News? Really, guys? Again, browsing the Twitter sphere, I came across 
her post after the Trump indictments. And here is what she said. And again, I quote, Democrats want civil war. They want to push us into reacting so they can use their weaponized government to lock us all up. They know Trump did not break the law. They know more than anyone because they've been trying for years to find a way to put him in jail and they can't. All right, Marjorie, I guess I got to watch your dumb ass on 60 Minutes, which I used to respect. Maybe it's time to hire some young journalists over there at the CBS building and stop selling denture cream on Sunday nights. Mike Wallace must be turning over in his fucking grave. We looked up some words that have been said about you. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Q clown, Looney Tune, unhinged, moron, pretty ugly stuff. On an issue, when I'm outspoken about it and I take my stand or my position, the first reaction is Marjorie's crazy, Marjorie's extreme, Marjorie's a right wing extremist. Marjorie Taylor Greene. As a fervent supporter of the now indicted Donald Trump, she was a featured speaker at his rally in Waco last weekend. While she's adored here, the latest national poll has her approval rating at just 29%. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you happen to be here. So let's bottom line this real quick. I got a stomach ache thinking about this. Trump is back. He's back in the news cycle in a way he hasn't been in years. He is back growing his base with a new nickname, Don Martyr, Donnie Martyr, wherein after the indictment, the Trump team has confirmed that they have raised $4 million like that. And guess what? Over 25% of the donations came from first-time donors to the Trump campaign. Amazing. Amazing, this country we live in. I do have hope that Alvin B. has thought this through and that he is getting help from some real legal killers, and that will ensure that they bury Trump with something that sends him to jail. The worst outcome would be an acquittal or a hung jury. And again, when they step into that courtroom, and you better believe that Don Don will have a New York City killer as his defense lawyer, someone who knows the system and knows New York City juries. Right now, his lawyer is someone I'm familiar with, Joe Tacopina. No one is above the law. It's not just a slogan. It's an American principle that's supposed to guide our justice system. A principle that's pursued accountability for everyone from billionaires to Hollywood hotshots to members of Congress to cabinet secretaries to governors to mayors, but never for an American president, current or former. Two sources familiar with the matter tell NBC News to expect about 30 charges related to document fraud. Here, here's what Trump's attorney, Joe Takapina, told my Today Show colleagues about the former president's response. He decided we have to fight now. And, and he got into a, you know, a typical Donald Trump posture where he's ready to to be combative on, on something that he believes is an injustice. Mm, and combative he was in a subsequent meltdown on that little blog of his. Trump badgered and berated everyone from prosecutors to New Yorkers to the very judge overseeing his case. Takapina has defended baseball superstar A-Rod, the NYPD cops that shoved a plunger in the rectum of Abner Luima, hip-hop superstar Meek Mill, and former chief of the NYPD, Bernie Carrick, who ran the department for Giuliani. So Joe, who's from Brooklyn, 
he knows how to fight dirty. And let's be real. If Don T keeps paying him, Takapina is a seasoned adversary. Who knows these New York City courts? I'm sure that Joe will relish the day that Michael Cohen has to get up on the witness stand. And believe you me, if I can, I want a front row seat for that cross-examination. Two hard-scrabble New York City hustlers who don't hide their tongues. It's going to be interesting. With relation to this case right uh, here in New York, there have been calls for protests. Uh, We've heard that from the former president again. We've heard leaders really on both sides of the aisle uh, say, in, in, in essence, do not protest. We are not going to see what we have seen in our country before. Uh, even the Republican leader, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, has urged people not to protest uh, this decision if and when it comes. Now it has, in fact, come. But we know that there is stepped-up security here in New York and beyond because of this. Absolutely, David. Law enforcement officials, particularly at the federal level, have been loathed to comment much at all about the situation unfolding uh, in Manhattan. Suffice it to say, They are very aware of what happened on January 6th, and those statements uh, by former President Trump about death and destruction did not go unnoticed. So law enforcement officials, uh, I think we can expect to see in New York and other locations, including here in Washington, will be on alert. I know from sources that I've talked to that they've been really mining the intelligence, listening for information from that part of the world that uh, generated to January 6th to see if there's anything specific. One more thing that's caught my attention and made me just a little bit angry was the quote from Tucker Carlson, who behind the scenes has already been outed as bad mouthing Trump and who continues to wear a fucking bow tie like a dick. So Tucker now wants to support Trump to his audience and the viewers of Fox News. What can I say? What can you do in these days and times where the main news source for most of America is just allowed to go on air and spew bullshit that he doesn't believe? Tucker on his show stated, and I quote, the indictment of former President Trump by a New York grand jury on Thursday was a bigger assault on the American system of government than the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol by the former president's supporters. If you believe in our system, and you want it to continue, you have to raise your hand and say stop because this is too great an assault on our system, much greater than anything we saw on January 6th, that's for certain. You know what, fuck this guy. Tucker, fuck you. You spineless, preppy, windbag, dog shit breathing conservative. Why do people even listen to you? Why? Why have you been exalted? You're a fucking liar. Welcome to the New Yorker Radio Hour. I'm David Remnick. Donald Trump's contempt for democracy is a matter of fact, an impulse registered again and again throughout his presidency and its aftermath. As so many, including those in his circle, warned, he would never accept the legitimacy of Biden's election. And of course, he provoked an insurrection attempting to stop that election, and he has faced no consequences for it so far. There was some buzzing after the midterm elections that Trump's influence on the GOP had finally burned out. But the fact is that he's running for president and he leads the Republican field. In 2018, at the midpoint of the Trump presidency, the journalist and historian John Meacham wrote a book called The Soul of America, and it warned of the gravity of Trump's threat to democracy. John, the press spends a huge amount of time obsessing about the odds, the mood, the events of the day. 
Let's talk about the stakes. As we witness the renewed and unending tragedy of Donald Trump, his candidacy, his battles with the law from New York to Georgia to D.C., what is at stake now in this latest chapter? What's at stake is whether America now has 47 or 48 percent of the likely electorate to show up in 2024 who are more likely than not to vote for an overtly autocratic figure for president of the United States, someone who has explicitly said that the rule of law should not apply to him. The, the, the results of free and fair elections should not be obeyed if he loses them. Having a, a dictatorial figure is not new, either in human experience or American history. What is new is that so many people are willing to suspend their better judgment to support him. So where do we go from here, guys? Really, no one knows. Once again, the ability of Republicans to baffle me continues. The ability of Trump's base to continue to prove out his theory that he could literally shoot someone in the head on Madison Avenue and they would still love him. The idea that we now live inside of a country where a good majority, I feel, will most likely vote for him again. In a country divided, wherein the political system of Washington might as well be a fucking banana republic. But let me say this, and let me put this forth. Maybe, just maybe, right now the Republicans have to back Trump. They have to come out and give lip service. But remember, this mess in Manhattan isn't the only probe going on. The federal probe is still afoot. Fannie Willis is still building a case in Georgia. So when you look at the calculus, Trump could realistically be looking at three criminal indictments, not just in Manhattan, three different jurisdictions that he'll have to fight America's criminal justice system. And let's be real. If these are felony indictments, felony indictments can send you to prison. It's real. And that would mean the potential Republican candidate running in the next presidential election could be staring down the barrel of prison while campaigning. Just think about that. So while the Manhattan mess continues, we could see a spring and summer of indictments. One could only hope to be a witness of that time in our country. Better get those legal eagles ready, Donnie. Time to go to the mattresses, Donnie. They're coming for you. 